It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Another, another teaching of the spirit of Elijah. And we want to welcome everybody and hope everybody is doing well today. Today is December the 25th. Hmm. And uh, we just want to thank everybody to uh, for joining us and spread the word, spread the word. Um, today we're going to, our subject today is pretty much is going to be prophecies con- concerning Jesus, who we know today is his name in Hebrew is Yahweh Shai Hamashiach, the anointed one and their fulfillment. So what we're going to do, we're going to, we're going to bring the scriptures out of the Old Testament, and we're going to uh, show you in the New Testament where they have been fulfilled, okay? And the, the, see, the Bible, it talks about Jesus, talks about his coming. And the purpose for this uh, teaching is to, you know, so many of us, we have... Uh, so many of our people have lost faith, and so many of our people have have either backslidden or gone out of the faith or um, just listened to men or women or false prophets, and, and they've been deceived, and they've been um, carried away uh, by false doctrines and things like that. But see, what we want to do here, we want to make a call, and our subject today is the call back to Yahweh. In other words, the Most High. Um, so today, the subject is the call back to Yahweh, the Most High, and we want to and we want to bring everybody back to the knowledge that what was done in the Old Testament, what was spoken in the Old Testament, was fulfilled, or, or some things that has been fulfilled in the New Testament. So we want to pray that the Holy Spirit give us the words to say, and to let each and every one know that you are loved. You are loved, and the Most High has redeemed us, and uh, we have to we have to come back. We have to repent. We have to come back and believe. We come back to the faith. Come back to the faith. I'm asking my sisters and my brothers that's gone out of the faith, and whether you know you were one time a part of the faith, and you have gone back, and we're calling you. We're calling you back. Come back. Come back home. Come back home. Come back and. And uh, renew your covenant, renew your love, and but we just want to um, we want to validate the scriptures, you know, and and uh, we're going to begin first with Genesis, Genesis three and fifteen. I'm just going to read. I'm just going to read, and we're going to pray. I'm going to give you some precepts um, from the Old Testament and the and the New Testament. Um, so we we just want to do the Most High's will, and we're going to be praying that um, we all fall back and come back to the Most High and, and his, his son, Yahweh Shai, Jesus, and, um, and just, just be, a, be a family again, be one, and, and that we won't be deceived and that we will always look to him for the truth. Whatever we do, we must look for the truth. We must ask for the truth, and whereas we won't be deceived. Um, 
But anyway, we're going to begin with Genesis uh, 3 and 15. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now, this right here is the subject uh, would be the seed of a woman. In other words, Jesus would come, Yahweh would come as the seed of a woman, not the seed of a man, but the seed of a woman. In other words, the man, he's not going to have any part to do with it, not the natural man. He's not going to have anything to do with the birth of Jesus or Yahweh HaMashiach in Hebrew. Okay? But then the fulfillment, we can find the fulfillment of that prophecy is going to be in Galatians 4 and 4. It says, but when the fullness of the time was come, God, meaning Yahweh, sent forth his son. Yahweh Shai, Hamashiach, made of a woman. There you go right there, the seed. Made of a woman under, made under the law. Okay, so that's the fulfillment of that particular prophecy. Uh, and also here's some uh, pretext. Okay, it's going to be found in uh, Luke 2 and 7 and Revelation 12 and 5. And let me read Revelation 12 and 5 because it talks about it talks it talks about the woman who gives birth to the son. Okay? And she brought forth a man child who was to rule all nations with the rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God, unto Yahweh, and to his throne. Okay? Now we see here uh, that the most high has sent his son, okay, uh, um, and his son was what, made of the woman. But here it talks about that child is going to be caught up to the throne of the Most High. So, but then let's go on to, we're going to go, go a little further. In Genesis 18 and 18, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the world shall be blessed in him. Here's a precept. 12 and 3. Now, here's a promise, the promise of the, of the seed of Abraham, the promised seed of Abraham, excuse me. And we can find that in Acts 3 and 25. And here's a prophecy of that promised seed. Ye are the children of prophets, of the prophets, and of the covenant which God, Yah, made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, and in thy seed shall all kindred of the earth be blessed. He's a precept. It's Matthew 1 and 1. And there's another precept, Luke 3 and 34. Okay? <clears throat> now, here's a uh, prophecy of the, the promised seed of Isaac. Okay? It's going to be found in Genesis 17 and 19. And God said, Sarah, thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed. And thou shalt call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant, and with his seed after him. So the promise seed also is going to be found. The promise seed of Isaac is going to be fulfilled in Matthew 12, excuse, correction, Matthew 1 and 2. Abraham begot Isaac, and Isaac begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Judas, and his brethren, okay? 
Now, the precept to that is going to be in 3 and 34. So now we're going to look at the promised seed of Jacob. We can find that in Numbers 24 and 17. I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. That means it's going to be far away in time. There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and shall smite the corners of Moab, and destroy the children of Seth. And that precept is also going to be found in Genesis 28 and 14. Now, that promised seed of Jacob is fulfilled in Luke 3 and 34. And it reads, which was the son of Jacob, which was the son of Isaac, which was the son of Abraham, which was the son of the Tar, which was the son of Nechar, <laughs> can't say these words, um, and, the, and the precepts of that is going to be found in Matthew 1 and 2. Also, let's move on. Now, here is the prophecy of the will descend, will descend from the tribe of Judah. He, in other words, he will come from the tribe of Judah. All right? And the, pre, and the, the scripture is going to be in Genesis 49 and 10. The scepter shall not depart from Judah. In other words, we just read that. We just read that in, in uh, Revelation 5. I'm going to read that again. Revelation uh, 12 and 5. Excuse me. And she shall bring forth a child who was to rule all nations with the rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. So there we go. Here's another precept that. Let me go back to Genesis 49 and 10. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh come, and until him and unto him shall the gathering of his people be. Okay, now the fulfillment of the will um, descend from the tribe of Judah, it is found in Luke 3 and 33, and it reads, which was the son of Amenadad, which was the son of Aram, which was the son of Esram, which was the son of Pharaoh, I guess that's right, which was the son of Judah. And that precept is also going to be found in Matthew 1, verse 2 and 3. Okay. Now, here's a prophecy of uh, Jesus in the Old Testament, he's going to be the heir to the throne of David, okay? And that's found in Isaiah 9 and 7. Of the increase of his government and the peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon, upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with peace and justice from henceforth and forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. There is also a precept to this particular scripture. It's going to be found in Isaiah chapter 11, 1 through 5, and also in chapter 2, uh, 7 and 13. Now, this particular prophecy was fulfilled in Matthew 1 and 1, the book of the generation of Jesus, or Yahweh, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Precept, 
Matthew 1 and 6. Ain't that wonderful? So what we're doing, we're comparing the Old Testament world, um, the Son of the Most High is spoken of in the Old Testament, and we're looking to the fulfillment of that prophecy in the New Testament. In other words, we're bringing them together. We're bridging them together. We're bridging them together. Now, we can find his birthplace. Here's a prophecy of his birthplace. It's going to be in Micah 5 and 2. But thou, Bethlehem, Ephra, though thou be little among thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth have been from old, of old, from everlasting. Going right back to Revelation also, that 12th chapter, 5 verse. Okay, we can look back to that. But then now the fulfillment of the birthplace is going to be found in Matthew 22 and 1. Matthew 2 and 1. Now, when Jesus, Yahawashai, was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. And also, as a precept to that, in Luke 2, verse 4 through 7. Also, the uh, here's a prophecy of the time of his birth. The time of his birth. The time of his birth can be found in Daniel nine and twenty five, and and it reads: Now therefore, and understand that from the begin from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto Messiah the Prince shall be seven weeks and three score and two weeks, the street shall be built again in the wall, even in terriblest times, in bad times. It's going to be built, okay? Now, the prophecy of fulfillment to the time of uh, Jesus, Yahweh's birth, is going to be found in Luke 2, 1 and 2. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world shall be taxed. And and this taxing was first made when Caesarus was governor of Syria. Uh, Syria. And that's a, in parentheses uh, right there. It wasn't part of the scripture. just telling when the time was, okay? Uh, so that, but the precept to that is going to be found in Luke's second chapter, Third verse through seven. Okay. Now let's look at the uh, prophecy of the born of a virgin. Remember back in um, Genesis talking about uh, the prophecy of the seed of a woman. Okay, that was found in Genesis three and fifteen. But now we're going to find look at the um, born of a virgin through a woman. Okay, the seed of a woman. That's going to be found in Isaiah seven and fourteen. Therefore. The Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, meaning God with us or Yah with us, the Most High. Um, now, that prophecy of the born of a virgin is found in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ, Yahweh HaMashiach, was born, was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was in spouse 
to Joseph before they came together, before they came together, okay, very important, before they came together. In other words, before they were intimate. She was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Some people say the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Ghost, okay? Now, that precept is going to be found also in Luke 1, verse 26 through 35. And please go back and look at these precepts. Take your time. Take your time and go and look them up. Look up these scriptures. I'm giving you the scriptures. And we're, we're, come, we're going from the Old Testament prophecies of the Most High, uh, Son of the Most High, and to the New Testament, the fulfillment of these prophecies. In other words, Yahushua, Jesus, is he has come in the volume of the book, and we have to have faith. We have to believe that he has come in the volume of the book. And um, so this right here is the report of him. Now, in the uh, there also is a prophecy that would that there would be a massacre of infants. Infants, when in other words, when when the time of of Jesus' birth, that's going to be a massacre. Okay. Now that's going to be found in um, Jeremiah thirty-one and fifteen. It's and it reads: Thus saith the Lord, a voice was heard in Ramah. Lamentation and bitter weeping, Rachel weeping for her children, refused to be comforted for her children because they were not. In other words, they were killed. They were taken, cut off. They were cut off. Why were they being cut off? And here's the prophecy. This is why they were being cut off. It's going to be found in Matthew 2 and 16. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceedingly wroth, he was mad, and went forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and in all the coasts thereof, from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of those wise men. In other words, there was a time space uh, that the wise men, uh, when they came to, to see the Messiah being born, there was a time space that um, that he probably would have been around two years old or close to it. So therefore what Herod did, he went to kill anything from two years old and younger. In other words, to make sure that he destroyed uh, that uh, our, our Savior, our to-be Savior. Okay, which is Jesus, Yahushua He wanted to be sure that he got all the children, and therefore there won't be anybody um, coming up as a as a savior. But we know how they ended. Okay, the Most High, he he um, he spoke to Abraham and told him to go down into Egypt. Okay, but read the story. Go back and read the story. Okay, now. The flight into Egypt. Well, we just said that. Okay, that's going to be in Hosea. There's a prophecy that he was go he was to go into Egypt. Hosea 11 and 1. When Israel was a child, then I loved him, and called my son out of Egypt. Okay. Now that fulfillment was in Matthew 2 and 14. When he rose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt. 
Okay, that means Joseph and Mary, they are going, by the word of the Most High, they're going down into Egypt to what? To spare Jesus, Yahweh's life. Because Herod was trying to kill everybody, all from the, the, the two years old all the way down. He was trying to destroy all those children. Okay? And that uh, precept is also going to be in Matthew 2 and 15. All right? Now, this child will grow up, and he's going to have a ministry in Galilee. This is going to, it's going to begin in Galilee. And it's going to be found in Isaiah 9, 1 and 2. Nevertheless, the... Dimness shall not be such as was in her vexation, when at the first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, and afterward did more grievously afflicted her by the way of the sea beyond Jordan in Galilee of the nation. The people that walk in darkness have Seen a great, seen a great light, that they dwell in the land of the shadow of death. Upon them, have the light shine. Okay, now this prophecy was fulfilled in Matthew four twelve through sixteen. Now, when Jesus had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum. Capitarium, which is upon the seacoast in the border of Zebulun on Nephthalim, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Elias the prophet, saying, the land of Zebulun and the land of Nephthalim, by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. Amen? See that? Confirmation. Confirmation. Pure confirmation. Pure fulfillment. That this, that the Most High Son, Yahweh Shah HaMashiach, Jesus, was spoken of in the Old Testament and is being confirmed by witnesses in the New Testament, as well as the Old Testament. Okay, and he was this this um this he was going to be a prophet. Okay, and we can find that in Deuteronomy eighteen fifteen. The Lord, thou God, will rise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me. He was talking about Moses. Unto him ye shall hearken. In other words, you're going to listen to him. All right? Now the precept, the fulfillment is going to be in John 6 and 14. Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, This is of a truth, that prophet that should come into the world. In other words, they recognize, they recognize the the, the they recognize the prophecy of Deuteronomy 18 and 15, and now they are witness of it. Also, the precept is going to be found in John 1 and 45, and then in Acts 3 and 19 through 26. All right, let's go on. Okay, now this 
this uh, our Jesus, Yahweh Shahamashiach, he's going to be as a prophet like unto Melchizedek. Okay? Psalms 110 and 4. The Lord has sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And then that fulfillment is in Hebrew 6 and 20. Whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Now that uh, precept is going to be in Hebrew 5 and 5, 5 and 5, and then 6, verse 6, and then in verse chapter 7, 15 through 17. You can take a look at that and study it. Study these precepts, okay? Then he's going to be rejected. He's going to be rejected by the Jews. That's what the prophet said. He's going to be rejected. And we see that. We see the volume of him being rejected in Isaiah 53 and 3. He is despised and rejected of men a man of sorrow, and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Now, I want to read some more of that. I want to read some more of Isaiah 53. Let me find it in my Bible here. Because there's a whole lot more to that that we need to hear. Okay, but I'm going to start. You started at the, at the beginning of, 53. Who have deceived, who have believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground. He have no form or comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we shall desire him. In other words, here's a prophecy. Here's a prophecy of Jesus, Yahweh shall coming, okay? Because he said, when we shall see him. In other words, it hadn't happened yet. He is despised and rejected of men and a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our grief. See that? In other words, he took upon himself what our grief and carried our sorrows, yet we did not esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. In other words, we didn't rec- they didn't recognize it. They didn't recognize him. He wasn't going to be recognized, okay, until what? Until he was lifted up on the cross, okay? So here's a prophecy. Here's Here's a prophecy of that you cannot, no one cannot dispute this evidence. If you will go into a court of law and you will bring in this kind of evidence, there's no way that you can walk out with that, that you can dismiss this evidence. It, it's no way. And then the, first, the fifth verse says, he, but he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his way, his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of all of us. So, in other words, what was the, um, 
What's the subject of the of the, of the teaching? The calling back to our Yahweh. The calling back to the Father. We're calling the people who gone astray. All of us. This is calling back to the Most High. We're calling. Uh, we're making a call back to the Most High. Come back home. Come back to our Most High. Repent. And we all come back to the Most High. And he will come back to us. Okay? Verse 7. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. Thank you, God. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. Now where they took him as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a, a sheep before his shearers is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from the prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off, in other words, he was killed, out of the land of the living. For the transgression of many people was he stricken. Now, folks, this here is in Isaiah, the Old Testament. It's a prophecy. It's a prophecy of Jesus, Yahweh, Hamashiach, coming to die for us, for our transgression. Okay? We can't deny that. We can't deny that. Okay? Verse 9. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He had put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. In other words, the Most High made his son, Yahweh Shahom Seal, an offering for sin. For whose sin? For our sin. We can't deny that. And we must say, you know, I thank you, I thank the, I thank the Most High for what? Making his son come in the volume of the book and under uh, obedience unto him. Why? To save us. To save us. So I accept his I accept his, his his offer. I accept his 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 sacrifice. I accept him and thank him for for all the chastisement, for all the beatings he got, for for dying on the cross. And I thank the Most High for raising his son up. And where he where he's at? Let's go back to uh, Revelation chapter twelve, verse five. Where is he at now? Revelation twelve, verse five. We're going to find where he's at. It says, and she brought forth a man-child um, who was to rule all nations with the rod of iron, and her child was caught up unto God, unto Yah, and to his throne. So that's where he's at now. He's at the throne of the Most High. Okay? Okay, look at verse 10 again. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him, uh, he hath put him to grief, when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Verse 11, he shall see the see of the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied. In other words, most high is going to be pleased of his suffering of his death, burial, and resurrection. He can be pleased. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquity. Verse 12, therefore I will divide him a portion with the great, 
and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressions, and he bore the sins of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. So in other words, what he did, he made intercession for us to the Most High for his suffering. All the things he went through, it was because he he wanted to make intercession, intercession, intercession for us. We got to believe, folks. We got to believe. We got to stop listening to these people that saying that, that Jesus, Yahweh, HaMashiach is not the Christ. We got to stop believing these people. We got to start walking by faith. We got to start looking in the volume of the book for him. Everywhere that I can read, pretty much I can see, I can see Yahweh, Jesus in the volume of the book. It validates itself. We got to stop listening to these, uh, some of these preachers or doctrines or whatever they might be, because it's set out to deceive you. It's set out to deceive you. This book, this book, the Bible is true. It's true. Uh, so we can't let nobody deceive us. Okay. Now there's a prophecy that's going to be smitten and spat upon. Okay. This is part of his suffering. He's going to be spitting and spat upon. Isaiah 56. I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that took of my of the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. In other words, he let them do it. He let them do it. It was pulling out his beard. He had a beard. So, you know, we men, we men understand that if you pull our beard, you know, you pulling hard, you got to pull hard to pull your hair out of your beard and probably much harder than you would in your head, you know, but I'm sure it hurt, but he gave it, he gave it to him. He let him do it. He let them spit on him. Okay. Now that prophecy was fulfilled in Mark chapter 14, 65, and it reads, and some began to spit on him. Thank you, y'all. Thank you for your mercy. And to cover his face and to buffet him and to say unto him, prophesy, the servant did strike him with the palm of their hands. They struck him with the palm of their hands. In other words, they were smacking him. Let's say somebody come up to you and just smack you with the palm of their hand. That's what he went through. And we gonna believe someone teaching that that Bible is not true, that the Most High Son didn't send His Son to our, to redeem us. You know, we got a lot to repent for. We got a lot to repent for. So I'm saying, come back, come back, come back to the Most High, come back to the Son of the Most High, and ask forgiveness. He'll He'll welcome us back. He welcome us and, and 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 come back to the faith. Come back to the faith. Don't believe, don't believe these people out here teaching that Jesus is not real, that he that the Bible is a fa is, is a, some kind of fairy tale and Jesus never existed. Uh, come back, people, come back. We call him back the children. Now it's the time for the children to come back. Come back to the most high. Repent. Come back to the Son of the Most High, where he can do what? 
in like in the in the twelfth uh, verse here that he can make intercession intercession for us to get back to the Father. Get back to the Father. Thank you. And it says also he's gonna suffer. Here's a prophecy that he will suffer. Again, as we read this um Isaiah fifty three, but it was fulfilled in Matthew. Matthew eight, sixteen, seventeen. And when the eve was come, they brought him they brought unto him many that were uh, possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and he healed all that were sick that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Elias the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness. Thank you. Thank you, Most High. Thank you to Yahweh Shah HaMashiach. Thank you for bearing our infirmities and our sickness. Now, that uh, precept can be found in Romans 4 and 25 and 1 uh, uh, Corinthians uh, First Colossians, excuse me, 15 and 3. All right, he was crucified with sinners. Here's a prophecy that he will be crucified with sinners. It still is going to be in Isaiah 53, okay? But the prophecy to that, um, the fulfillment to that, excuse me, is going to be found in Matthew 27, 38. Then were there are two thieves crucified with him one on the right hand and the other on the left, okay? Precepts to that is going to be found in Mark 15, 27, and 28, Luke 23 and 33. Please look up these precepts, okay? It talks about his prophecy of his hands and his feet was going to be pierced, okay? We're going to find that in Psalms 22 and 16, for dogs have compassed me. Dogs, ain't that something? Those people. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. And this is for him was way before Jesus, way before his time. It was prophesied. The uh, precepts of that is going to be found in Zechariah 12 and 10. The fulfillment is going to be found in John 20 and 27. Then says he to Thomas, reach hither thy finger and behold my hand, and reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side, where they pierced him with the sword, and he, um, and and be not faithless, but believing. Okay, telling Thomas, because Thomas didn't believe. So when Jesus showed up, appeared to Thomas, he told him to take your finger and put it in my side. This is where they pierced me. Put it on in now, Thomas. You don't believe. Well, when your hand goes into my side, when it goes all the way in my side, and you'll know that's my scar that I received when I was on the cross and when they pierced me, okay? And the precept of that is going to be found in John 19, then in John 20, 25, and 26. Please read that. He's going to be mocked and insulted. Psalms 22 and 6 through 8. But I am a worm, and no man a reproach of men, and despise of people. All they that see me laugh at, at to scorn. They shut out the lip. They shout out the lip. They um, shake the head, saying, he trusted on the Lord, and he would deliver him. Yet let him deliver him. 
sin, he delighted in him. In other words, saying, okay, well, he uh, Jesus was was uh, was the son of God. He was pleased with him. So now he's on the throne. I mean, now he's on the cross. Let him, you know, let him delight delight in him now, you know. But now it's, it's going to be fulfilled right here in Matthew 27, 39, and 40. And they that passed by reviled him, wagging their heads. In other words, they wagging their heads at him, saying, Thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself. If thou be the son of God, come down from the cross. See that? But see, what they misunderstood was that he was talking about in three days he was going to rise again. So the temple is going to be in the temple is going to be um, in him also uh, the future temple, okay? But the temple here he's talking about he's going to, the temple is going to be raised the temple is him is in him, okay? But some of the precepts you can see here is going to be in Matthew twenty seven forty one through forty four, Mark fifteen twenty nine through thirty two. Please read those. Please read those. You know, precept is very, very important, very important. Okay, we got a few more here before we be out of time, okay? Um, he's going to be giving gall and vinegar while Yahweh shot Jesus was on the cross. You know, they mocked him, and but then they're going to give him vinegar, gall and vinegar, you know, instead of giving him water. How are you going to give somebody gall and vinegar? That's just to make them, you know, vinegar. When you drink vinegar by itself, I mean, it's, it, it'll make you gag. It will, it will take your breath away. It will take your breath away. And then it will burn your, your esophagus. But see, they, they didn't care. They didn't care for him. All right, this can be found um, in Psalm 69 and 21. They gave me also gall for my meat. And in, and in my thirst, they gave me vinegar. Gall for his meat and in his thirst they gave him vinegar because see he was he was on the cross from around nine to three. Okay. He was on the cross for a long time. For a long time. But then that prophecy is gonna be found in John nineteen and twenty nine and it reads Now there was set a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar and put it upon hyssop and put it to his mouth. In other words, they were saying, okay, you want something to drink, you're thirsty, drink with vinegar. In other words, they were trying to say gag on this. That's what they were trying to do. Because vinegar, you cannot drink vinegar, a lot of vinegar, or you can't without water. It will take your breath away. It will cause you to gag. It will cause you to violently violently, it will cause you to violently react. That's what they did. And we can't believe. We got to leave the doctrine. We got to believe. We're going to believe someone else and, and to come and say, well, you know, he, 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 this is a, a, a fairy tale. Come on now. We can't do that. We be mindful. We need to repent and come on back. Come on back. Repent and come on back. Okay, here's a call. Call him back. 
the children back to the father, calling back the children back to the father. Okay? And here's a prophecy. Uh, he hears the prophetic words repeated in mockery. Okay? Uh, Psalms 22 and 8. He trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him, let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. Okay? The fulfillment was in Matthew 27, 43. He trusted in, in God, Yah, uh, Yahweh, let him deliver him now. While he was on, on the cross, they were saying, if he will have him, if he will have him, for he said, I am the son of God, the son of Yah. Okay? The I am, as he was called, uh, Jesus was saying, he, he, he was the son of the Most High. So in other words, they mocking and say, okay, well, if you if you his son, then then let him come down to save you or let him save you now, you know. So that was that was something. That was something. Thank I thank him for what he did. I thank him for what he did. Okay, now here's a prophecy. He pray he prays for his enemy. Okay. He's also praying for the ones to come back to him. He's praying for the ones to come back to him. Go and read John 17. Read John 17. It's the most beautiful love letter, the most beautiful prayer of Jesus speaking to the Father. Speaking to his Father. Go read it. I'm not going to say I'm not going to comment on it and what it all says, but I want you to go and read it. Wow. You know, we listen to other preachers and ministers or whoever out there denying Christ, denying him, denying the suffering of the most of most high son. Come on now, we got to we gotta be careful here. We gotta be careful. We need to come on back. Repent and come on back. Okay, but he prays for his enemies, for we can find this in uh, Psalms one oh nine and four. For my love they are my adversaries. For my love, they are my adversaries, but I give myself unto prayer. Isaiah, precept, Isaiah 3 and 12. It, uh, this prophecy is going to be uh, Luke. It's going to be fulfilled in Luke 23 and 34. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they departed his raiment, and they parted his raiment and cast lot. You see how evil men can be? Okay. Then it's a prophecy of his side being pierced. Okay, let's find that in Zechariah 12 and 10. I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication, and they shall look upon me whom they pierced, and, and they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son, and shall be bitter and shall be bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. In other words, there's a prophecy here also. Part has been fulfilled, but part of it hadn't because when um, Yahweh shall Jesus come back, we're going to mourn. We're going to be together as one family, but we're going to see him, and we're going to mourn, okay? We're going to mourn. So part of that is yet to come. Um, then fulfillment is going to be in John 19.34, but one of the soldiers with the spear pierced his side, and forthwith came out blood and water. In other words, he had passed. He had already died. Okay. Psalms 22, we're going to find a prophecy of soldiers cast lots for his coat. Psalms 
Psalm 22 and 18, they part my garments among them and cast lots for my vesture. Okay, it will fulfill again in Mark, Mark 15, 24. And they had crucified him, they parted his garment, garments, casting lots upon him, upon them, that uh, what every man should take. In other words, you, you take part of this right here, and, uh, and I take part of this right here, or whoever, you know, that's what they were doing. They were passing around. And, but uh, then there's a precept in John 19, 24. Okay? But then there's a prophecy also, not, not a bone was to be broken in him. Psalm 34 and 20. He keepeth all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Also, there is a um, precept, Exodus 12 and 46. Look at that. Um, the fulfillment is in John 19:33. But when they came to Jesus, Yahweh, and saw that he was dead already, they broke not his bone, his legs. In other words, there was a, there was a, uh, what they did when they crucified someone. Uh, to hurry up or speed up that death, if they weren't dead, they would go ahead and break his bones. They would break their bones so they can die quicker. Okay? So that was fulfilled. That was fulfilled. All right? <clears throat> Let's go on. To be buried, that's a prophecy they would be buried with the rich. And we read that also <clears throat> in Isaiah 53. Okay? So you can look back at Isaiah 53, but the fulfillment of that is found in John Um Correction is found in Matthew 27, 57 through 60. <clears throat> um, then the evening was come, there came a rich man of uh, Amorthea named Joseph, who also himself was Jesus' disciple. He went to Pilate and begged, um, for the body, begged the body of Jesus, Then Pilate commanded the body to be delivered. And when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own tomb. That was Joseph's tomb. And Joseph was a rich man, which he had hewed out in the rocks. In other words, that was supposed to be in his, his burial place. But he gave it to who? He gave it to the Son of the Most High for his burial. Okay, now we're talking about the good stuff. We're talking about all the good stuff. His resurrection, as a prophecy of his resurrection, and it goes right on back to Revelation 12th chapter, verse five. Okay, we know where he, where the Son of the Most High is at. He's with his Father in on his throne. Okay, but his resurrection was spoken of in Psalm 16 and 10. For thou wilt not have my soul in hell. Neither will thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption. In other words, when Jesus, Yahushua, had, um, when he died on the cross, he did what? What did he do? He was, and he went to hell. Why? To what? To bring out the captives that, that were there. But, see, it said, thou, neither will thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption. See, the prophecy was he will be what? Like the sign of Jonah. Um, Jonah was in the belly of the, of the uh, fish that was made for him, what, three days and three nights. Okay, on, see, on the fourth day, corruption sets in. On the fourth day, it's corruption steps, steps, uh, steps in. So, therefore, uh, Jesus, Yahweh, was raised from the dead before corruption had set in his body. Okay? And then this, uh, it was fulfilled in Matthew 28 and 9. And as they went, to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, 
all hell. And they came and held, and held him by the feet and worshiped him. And Luke, as you find in Luke 24, a precept in Luke 24, 36 through 48. Now we talk about his ascension. Okay, there's a prophecy of his ascension. Psalms is found in Psalms 68 and 18. Thou hast ascended on high. Thou hast led captive, captivity captive. Thou hast re, uh, received gifts for men, yea, for the rebellious also, that the Lord God might dwell among them. Okay? Now, it was fulfilled in Luke 24, 50 and 51. And he laid them out as far as to Bethany. Let me read that again. And he led them out as far as Bethany. Get that correct. And he lifted up his hands and blessed them. Ain't that something? After all that he went through, he's risen. Now he's about to ascend to his father. He blesses them. And it came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. Acts, 19, Acts 1 and 19. And again, again and again, Revelation, Revelation 12 and 5. Revelation 12 and 5. As I find it again, I'm going to read it again. And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God, unto Yahweh, and to his throne. Let's find a precept to that. A precept to that is going to be in Psalms 2 and 9. Let me find that. Psalms 2 and 9. Psalms 2 and 9. Wait one minute. Again, we're going back. We're going into the Old Testament to find who? We find Jesus. To find in the volume of the book. Two and nine. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a part of a vessel. Okay? In other words, we're talking about the reign of the Son of God. Okay? Talking about his reign, how he's going to rule. So a lot of people think he's coming back. And, uh, and a lot of people, I tell you what, when he do come back, he's going to rule with a rod of iron. So that's another little something that you need to think about in the kingdom. It's gonna be he's gonna rule with a rod of iron. I mean he's not taking no foolishness, folks. It's not gonna be any foolishness. So you got we gotta get rid of all this stuff. But anyway, I just want to I wanted to uh, pray the most high that uh this word goes out and bring back the children back to the father and the father back to the children. I pray the Holy Spirit that touch each and every one heart. And uh, fathers, if you got children out there, go reach for them, touch them, and let them know you love them. 
children, your fathers and your mothers, let them know you love them, and we come back together as one family. We come back. We come back to the most high. We repent. And, again, like I say, I'm, I apologize for, and I'm sorry for any sins that I committed, Most High. Forgive me, and I thank you for the Son of the Most High, that how he's intercession for me, interceding for me and my children and my family, and, and for those who are listening to the under the sound of my voice, that intercede for us as we repent and come back to you, come back to the Father, we all be as one. And I pray that everyone, everyone under the sound of my voice, read John chapter 17. That's the prayer of Jesus, the prayer of the Son of the Most High, the prayer of Yahweh Shai HaMashiach, as in Hebrew, what we say. So with that, I'm going to say, may the Most High bless you, may he keep you, ask you to pass this uh, message on, if it be your Most High's will, to your family, to your brothers, to your sisters, to your, your uh, young men, to the young women and to let them know that they are loved. No matter what situation we're in, the Most High, he is with us. The Son of the Most High is with us, and he is intercessing for us. He is our mediator between him and between us and the Father. Okay, so now is the time to come back. Children, come back to the Most High. Come back to the Most High. Come back to the Most High. He's waiting. Now is the time. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord, name of Yah. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.